Welcome to Ballistic Radio. Join us as we explore the subtlety and nuance inside the world of personal protection. Listen as industry experts, thought leaders, and pioneers investigate why it depends is the answer of champions. Ballistic Radio, critical thought over empty rhetoric. Ballistic Radio is brought to you by Big Tech's Ordinance. Big Tech's Ordinance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at bigtechsordinance.com. And now, here's your host, John Johnston. Welcome to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Big Tech's Ordinance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at bigtechsordinance.com. I'm your host, John Johnston. Remember, you can always listen to past shows at ballisticradio.com. Get the latest behind-the-scenes info, arguments, photos, videos, other stuffs at facebook.com slash ballisticradio. Hey, Joe. What's going on? I'm just doing the thing with the so other I'm thing. Doing the thing, too. Yeah. I, I'm very lucky that we get to do the thing. Exactly. What I, thing is that? Uh, are we doing a show right now? Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Let's get on with the thing. We should. Hey, super excited to have back on. I think it's his second appearance now. The the one, the only, Bill Blowers. Bill, welcome to the show. So, uh, Hello, you got me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Oh, okay, good. Good, good. So, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Just got back from a class and, uh, well, two classes in... California, and then prior to that, I helped uh, Kyle DeFore with some stuff and the ranch symposium, and it's been uh, it's been a pretty busy October, so I got a, a few weeks off before I leave again, which I'm looking forward to some time off, refit my stuff. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what you uh, what you build that other people couldn't build. I I enjoy those posts <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's funny, man. Um, for the guys that may not know your reference, I put some stuff on Scott Jetlinski's page. He's my buddy, and so I like messing with him a little bit. And uh, Bev was doing a bunch of stuff where you know, you know, dang old Scott wasn't cleaning up the lint trap, and dang old Scott wasn't taking out the garbage. So I started clowning him with stuff that I could build that Scott can't. Anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny too. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty funny too. So for those that don't know who you are uh, or what you do, why don't why don't you enlighten people? I am Bill Bowers. I own a training company called Taprak Tactical. Uh, I was a, a copper in Washington State for um, just over 25 years. Prior to that, I was in the Army for six. Uh, started, I guess, doing the training thing um, as a as a corporal in the Army and, and trying to get you know a, a few fellows squared away. And <clears throat> uh, decided I kind of liked that. It wasn't anything intentional. It was just part of the job and then uh, when i became a cop same thing just i think that chunk of it too is like i really love training i like being trained and um and so some of that i think rubbed off of me watching these people that influenced me in my career and i wanted to uh, give back as i gained experience and thought i had some knowledge to share so started doing that um started a company in 2003 with a friend of mine we did that together for a couple of years and then uh, we just split ways wasn't anything bad just you know time for us both to try something different um, and then started tap rack in 2006 so i was doing that when i was still an active cop and then when i retired um in 2018 uh, started doing it full-time and trying to, to push out on a national level and that kind of a dealio so yeah i've been four years now that i've almost four years i've been retired and it's been great man got to meet a lot of good people go around see america um been pleasantly surprised that uh, at least as of, uh, as of to date, you know, I heard all the bull crap you hear is, you know, the, the industry and people suck in the industry. And that has not been my experience of 
at all. Lots of good people, um, different walks of life. I mean, hell, you, me, me and you, um, I, you know, I, I would call you a friend at this point based on how often we have talked and both in, you know, messaging and on this, this is my second time on the show. So, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's been a great experience, man. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's for as much as, you know, I, I think whenever you do anything long enough, um, and you go anywhere, there's always a very vocal minority that if you're not paying attention to the good stuff can just make it seem like there's bad stuff. Um, and exactly, you know, I, I am not blessed with uh, much in the way of blood relatives that I would consider family. Most of my family is people that I've met doing this. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, a lot of amazing people. The thing that I wanted to talk about uh, was so recently Craig Douglas, who is a mentor of mine, um, shared a video of actually a friend of mine is working on some new stuff and we don't need to get into that because the show's not about that. Um, working on some new stuff that Craig finds interesting. I find interesting and, uh, essentially ignited this firestorm of controversy where essentially a bunch of people looked at it, didn't really like it very much because it's different and proceeded to crap all over it. Um, and the reason why I wanted to have you on to talk about it is because one, uh, you don't have a dog in this particular fight. Uh, and two, for people that have not necessarily met you in person, you kind of come across is sort of gruff. Um, but I've actually known you to be <laughs> sort of gruff understatement of the show right there. Um, I've known you to be incredibly curious, inquisitive, and, you know, because of a personal project of mine I've been working on, I also know that you are very willing to experiment with new stuff and help people out who are experimenting with new stuff. So I guess what I kind of want to talk about first is why is that? Or, or, or if you want to say something smart, uh, based off the not smart stuff that I just said, uh, we can just, we can just go right into it, you know. You know, I, so to, um, so I, I I just saw Craig at the Shooter Symposium um, in Texas, and uh, one of the things that came up was the was the stuff you're talking about, and uh, myself, him, and Chuck Pressburg. I'm assuming he talked to other fellows as well, but we just had to be sitting at the table, and he brought up. Uh, one of those videos and what that guy was doing. And I also know that guy, by the way, um, like I said, it's not about that, but he, he brought it and said, what do y'all think? And uh, so the, the one thing um, I'd already seen, I was like, yeah, man, I can see application in this, this, and this type of scenario. And then he brought up the newest thing. Can we talk about it? Or you don't even want to. Yeah, go it? ahead. Sure. So essentially this guy posted a video about shooting a, a, an AR with no buttstock. He was using the buffer tube. Um, and he had some, you know, he, he details some reasons why he thinks this may be valid, particularly in the CQB setting. Um, and so Craig was just, you know, asking me and, and Chuck P what, what we thought about it. And uh, so he, I hadn't seen that video yet. Uh, so he details it out. And um, I, I don't, I don't think, um, well, I know for a fact Craig did not leave with me having an opinion on it. And, and partially because it was uh, the concept or the idea of it was so new to me. Um, and not that I haven't done it before. I've shot carbines with no buttstock on them. Um, 
but the actual application of it um, was something I hadn't done. So <clears throat> rather than immediately say, that's just stupid, um, my brain was immediately kicking and going, okay, is there some validity to this? What would be the invalid piece of it? Is it a niche thing? Is it, you know, blah, 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 and just start going through my head. Well, I haven't done it enough to have to form an opinion. So right. I think my job at that point is to shut the hell up and uh, try it, right, and see if there is something to this argument. Um and so I, I think the inquisitive piece, man, if you, you know, we leading up to this, me and you were, were PMing and stuff. And I, I think to me, that's a, that is the mark of a good instructor and also a good student <clears throat> is to be inquisitive and, and to test some things, right? I mean, there's I, 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 certainly guys that have come to my classes will, will, will agree that that is the format of, of the pistol and rifle classes. Um, I'm going to show you a bunch of different things. I'll show you some stuff that uh, has worked for me. I'll show you stuff that works for other people. And then we put it to the test, right? Um, and the test, of course, is accuracy uh, and shot timer. And so what is what is giving you the best results and the best uh, speed and, and that kind of a thing? And maybe that should start to, to help form your opinion versus instructor cool guy from Instagram said this um, because you ain't him, right? And so um, I, there, there's a whole lot of stuff. I think it, that your experience helps drive what you're doing. Um, I <laughs> to me, we just, just can I curse on this show or no? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I mean, to me, you just shit on a guy with a new idea. To me, is, is the height of arrogance. You're just a dumbass. Um, and, and then you look at dudes that do that, and you, you and I have both been around long enough, and 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 looking at things on Facebook, and um, you know, I, it, it, it's funny to me. You shit on a guy today, but that that is eternal, man. And now three years from now, when all the cool guys are doing the thing. You hear you are, you know, pumping your fist and, and, and flying the flag and how cool of an idea is this. And, I, you know, I just always want to go back and look at your old posts that are that stay around forever and go, hey, hold on, dude. When this guy said it, it was junk. But now that your favorite guy says it, it's sweet. I mean, come on, man. That, that, who says it shouldn't matter at all? Uh, it's just it, it's just kind of dumb to me. Right. We got to go to break. Uh, and then I kind of want to unpack this a little bit more. Um, right now we're talking with Bill Blowers. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio brought to you by Big Tech's Ordnance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at BigTechsOrdnance.com. This segment brought to you by Wilson Combat. Wilson Combat makers of the finest custom 1911s and scatterguns since 1977, a legacy of quality, innovation, and service. Learn more about their firearms and accessories, as well as the EDC and Xperior series of firearms, which offers discriminating shooters 1911 match-grade accuracy, superior ergonomics, and concealability with modern service pistol capacity, as well as reliability, at wilsoncombat.com. So we're talking with Bill Blowers, and we're kind of talking about a specific thing, but really we're talking about curiosity and, and inquisitiveness uh, overall. And the, I guess there are two points that I'll make, and then you can address whichever one of them you are more interested in. Um, the first point that I'll make is that a lot of people, especially the ones that talk online, don't actually have opinions that they have formed themselves. They have talking points that they have gleaned from people that they like their cult of personality. And that's not to say that the people that they like don't have an opinion and aren't really knowledgeable guys, just kind of the, the, the followers that are parroting stuff ain't those dudes. Um, 
point number one. Point number two, as a student of history, because that was always something that I was super curious about is where did we come from? How did we get here? Stuff like that. With this specific thing that people are talking about, the reaction to it reminds me about the reactions I read about or heard about when people suggested, hey, maybe you should get both hands on the gun. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, no, that's dumb. Why would you do that? Um, So... What what do you think, man? I, so I don't know what to think sometimes with, with some of this stuff, right? And it, I mean that your your example is is great with the you know let's let's try shooting it with both hands on the gun. Um, I, I mean I'll give you another example, but way 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 back in the day, right? I mean like George Washington times, not really. It was like 1996, um, but but I'm old, I guess. So I remember taking my 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 SWAT team had turned into MP5s, and we bought Colt Commandos. Uh, and the MP5s were still worth a lot of money at that time. Uh, and so with that, we got, you know, full simulation kits. We got optics. We got lights. We got slings. We got everything we needed to run those Colt Commandos um, to include a red dot on top of it. Mm-hmm. And I, mem- I remember going to a class with a rifle with a red dot. And you know what happened, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, good Lord. Good Lord. What happens when that fails? When the batteries die? And what if it gets broken? And what if it gets this? And what if it gets that? And all this crap about how the red dot was going to get me killed in the streets on my rifle. And yet, I, I mean, I tore it up in the class. And uh, regardless of the level of proficiency that I demonstrated with it and how much easier it made my life to, to be able to hit stuff fast, um, I, I left there still with some dudes thinking this was some hokey crap that's going to go to the wayside. And then here we are. You can't find a rifle today without an optic on it somewhere, right? I mean, that, that would be the, the abnormal thing now to be running just iron-sighted guns yep um yeah i mean of course you still get pockets right dudes will say red dots are will get you killed and 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 that type of deal but but you i mean you know the point i'm making here right and that mm-hmm. is here we go right type of thing and then go back just even five years ago um you know a very early adopter of the red dot on the pistol because i couldn't see where the damn um and all you know dudes i mean to this day that still resonates through you know where guys are like oh my god what if the battery's dead what if this what if that but but here we are with red dots charging ahead and it's kind of funny to watch opinions change um and and so jumping i guess i guess the point of that is you jump on that first inclination right oh my god i can't believe he's got a red dot in that rifle he's going to get killed it, rather than that why okay what are the benefits of it what are the downsides is it is it a benefit at some point but maybe not right now maybe the t- technology hasn't caught up yet but i'm gonna log that away and maybe in a couple years as they become more robust as battery life you know gets better whatever the issue were with the original thing maybe then i can re- revisit that and relook at it and i think that's a part of the thing is some people just don't know how to shut their mouth and and wait on stuff right um i think you and i have a mutual friend john korea right yeah and uh, one of the things I like about John is when shootings occur, he will not comment on for 72 hours, regardless, right? But you'll see dudes jumping all over crap once it hits the news. And I've always appreciated that about John. Uh, I don't always agree with his opinion, but but I appreciate the fact that he's willing to let things settle in a little bit, including his own opinion, before he starts popping off about stuff. Um, and I think some of this, right, we're talking about something with a gun handling uh, type of, of, of issue here. Um and maybe you should just shut your mouth and let it settle in a little bit, or go give it a try. And I, I, I mean, I, like I said, well, that's what I, that's what I'm doing in class, right? I'm 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 letting guys prove it to themselves, and we just do a lot of testing and and checking on things and and works. And one of those, I mean, I was a guy that got shit on for for deleting the tap 
on a simple malfunction clearance a few years ago. Um, and I, maybe because it was just that I was being vocal or guys never heard, but I got a lot of those opinions right from the get-go. Um, and I don't know if I'm changing minds or not, but certainly it seems like there's less and less um, opposition or pushback to that thought process, um, at least to my face. Um, and certainly in classes, it seems like guys are interested in, in at least trying it and hearing why I went to that. And I mean, I can talk about the history of how I got there, which may lend itself to this as well, if you got time for that. But, yeah, yeah, um, go ahead. I actually just recently watched that video. Um, yeah. And this is actually a, this is, this is going to be a cool thing because I have heard your explanation. I'd like to hear it again. I've arrived at a different point because of a different context, but magically you and I are probably still going to be friends afterwards. And Weird, ma- right? Yeah, maybe we should set that example for people, but but go ahead. <laughs> so I, there was a chunk that's right. I, uh, in my job, I was teaching new coppers um, to, to shoot and uh, trying to build their, you know, their proficiency. I'm giving the pass the department's qual and all that kind of junk. And uh, so we're going through our process. And <clears throat> excuse me, we had uh, prior to going to the police academy, we we would give them some handgun training. They didn't shoot rifles in the academy at all, so we just tune them up on some handgun stuff, um, send them to the academy, and then they would come back from the, uh, you know, do obviously shooting their pistol in the academy, and then come back out, and then we would do post academy pistol and rifle training as well, um, in addition to other crap before they hit the street. And so I'm, I'm, you know, doing here's the pistol, here's the nomenclature, the disassembly, assembly, maintenance, you know, blah, 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 all the stuff that you would expect out of here, my, my first pistol type of class. And so I'm working um, uh, with, with a female officer, and you know, it, 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 her being female has no relevance to this, but whatever the hell. Um, but I'm working with her and, and I'm talking about, hey, man, here, here's, you know, here's a simple malfunction. Um, you know, I didn't do it by types. Uh, I just said simple means you get a click, you know, and so if you get that, Generally speaking, it's going to be one of these two things, right? It's going to be either some type of issue with the the round in the chamber, uh, or it's an unseated magazine because you failed to seat it and, and the gun did not chamber around. So we're going to remedy those two issues um, using one method, and that method would be tap the magazine, ensure it's seated, wrap the action to get the, the that round that may have some type of issue going on out of there and rechamber a new round. And uh, so I explained why that's important and, you know, do the thing and this and that, the other thing. And so, so I'm watching her do this dry and, you know, stepping up to this wife fire drill. I had preloaded a magazine uh, for her. Uh, I had dummies within it. And the drill was she is going to draw and fire on this target. Uh, and she will continue until she gets some type of stoppage. And then she will reduce the stoppage and fire one more round. Once she has done all that, reholster, we'll talk about it and then either continue on or, or whatever. So she's doing it. And then it's, you know, pow, 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 click. And she just racks the pistol and then fires uh, around and then stops, goes in the bucket. And I said, okay, it was good. You know, but, uh, you know, being a professional instructor, I use the Socratic method. Some of you guys might not know what that is, so you have to Google that later. <laughs> that's, a jo- that's a joke. Thanks for laughing. Anyway, I said, so, okay, it's pretty good. You know, what would you forget there? And she stares at me. And I'm like, okay, um, you know, it's like the first time somebody hasn't, you know, some didn't log in, log in there. So I was like, okay, remember, don't, don't forget you got one and you want to tap it, right? Make sure that we... Uh, got that magazine seated, <clears throat> blah, 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 blah. Uh, you, you got it? She's like, yeah. I said, okay, go ahead and continue and do the same thing again. I've still got multiple dummies in this, in this one magazine. So she's shooting, pow, 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 click. She rocks it and fires the pistol again, pow, and holsters. And I said, okay, you forgot something again. What, what did you forget there? And she says, oh, I didn't tap it. And I said, right, do you understand why that's really, really important for you to do that? And she's like, yeah, but I, I get it. And I said, okay, let's try it again. Boom, 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 click, racks it, boom. And I, so I'm kind of getting a little bit frosty at this point. Um, and I actually think she's she's climbing. I thought some of my some of my friends had told her to mess with me, right? 
And so I yell, I, and I yell at her a little bit. I go, you know, what, basically, what the hell is wrong with you? Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Uh, and she says, she goes, I don't know why you're upset. It's worked every time, hasn't it? And I thought to myself, what, why don't you do about a million push-ups, right? So I made her do like a million push-ups, and then by the end of the day, I was forcing her to tap and rack on the kissel. Now, my commute home was about an hour and 30 minutes, um, and so I'm sitting there in traffic thinking about the day and, you know, how the shit go and, and that kind of a thing. Um, and I thought about her comment, you know, that it worked every time. Um, and the, the, the answer to that is truly, yes, it did work every time. Yep. It did work every time. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, <clears throat> where did that procedure come from? Um, you know, what, how, why did we start doing that? Yeah, you know, did, you know, blah, 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 all that kind of junk. And so, of course, it, it takes you right back to the 1911 pistol, the OG 1911s, not the ones that are in, in current production 2011s and, and the highly modified 1911s that are out there today, but the re- original government model ones. And you think about how that thing was set up um, with no uh, magazine well. The base plate's uh, obviously flat and flush with the base of the gun. Uh, very little to get a hold of on them. Uh, a lanyard loop in the way. Uh, and so seating the magazine um, became I, I, was an issue, right? Or could be an issue much greater than the guns of today where base plates are, are sticking out of the bottom of the gun and, and that kind of a thing. And, and obviously wider magazines, more, you know, more purchase on them, all that kind of jazz. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, so the, maybe back in the day with, with that, the unseated magazine it was a bigger issue than today. So that's anything to think about. The second thing uh, that I started experimenting with was taking, we had a bunch of guns in our armory, um, a variety of guns. We would also teach guys how to clear them, obviously, because as they encountered guns on the street, how to render them safe and that type of jazz. But I'm, I'm trying all these newer, modern-style pistols, and I would put a magazine in there with some bullets, uh, chamber around, bump the mag, uh, uh, the mag catch, and, and just barely unseat it, and then fire the gun. And yeah, ninety plus percent of the time, the magazines would fall, fall out of the bottom of the gun <clears throat> if it was unseated on a modern pistol. And so that makes her thing. Well, if it's an unseated magazine, um, but I did chamber one, then there will be nothing there for me to tap because it's more likely than not that it will fall out. And again, that's not an all the time thing. It was just a majority of the times type of thing. So I'm thinking about that a little bit, right? Um, you know, what is the, you know, are we doing something based on a pistol that was put into service over a hundred years ago and maybe with modern guns that, you know, this, this has, is no longer valid. Um, I start thinking about my own history. Have I, have, have I had unseated magazines fall out of the gun on me in training? <clears throat> and the answer is yes. Um, like everybody, I'm sure, listen to this. Uh, but then the, the next question is, well, how many times compared to how many times it hasn't? Um, and then it's obviously the, 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 the extreme minority of times um, have I pulled my pistol out and had a magazine fall out during a, fi- a firing sequence or whatever while I'm training. I also start thinking about how often I am checking the status of my guns as a working cop, uh, but also off-duty, right, as I get out of my car and, and go in to buy my groceries or whatever the heck it is. I, I, I know habitually I just do a quick status check of everything. I mean, I, I touch it, you know, through the through my shirt, through my garment, whatever the heck, everything's still there, everything feels right, you know, I'm, I'm good to, to move on kind of a deal. So I think that constant caring uh, about what was happening with it was, was the other thing. Um, Last but not least, man, is uh, in all of that kind of going through my head and, and thinking about whether this is still a, um, you know, a valid technique. <clears throat> I think to myself, well, with with duty ammunition, with good defensive ammo, how, how often am I getting, um, you know, a, a a bad primer or something where the gun doesn't go boom if I'm shooting the good stuff? 
And the answer was super rare because we shot the good stuff fairly often as well as the cheaper, you know, 115 grain practice stuff. And it was super rare. So I started asking my mates. My, my team shot a lot. And, hey, man, you know, with the good stuff, do you recall ever having a, a bad? Everybody was like, you know, I, I'm sure I have, but I can't specifically remember, you know, those instances. It's been certainly more with the practice stuff. So I'm like, okay, so the, I think maybe the fact that tap rack is, works, right? It's been around for 100, 100 years. If you get a click, it's going to work. There's no, you know, there will be no penalty to do it because it, it's working. But, but with modern duty ammunition, it's happening so rare in for real, right? Unless we set it up in training with dummy rounds or occasionally with the practice ammunition, but the necessity to relook at it hasn't been there because it's a very, very rare occurrence and in most cases contrived and trained to teach people how to how to fix it when it happens. And so some some fresh thoughts on it or new ideas about it just haven't been relevant because it doesn't happen often. So then the last piece I thought about was well, is there a penalty, right? Um, I mean, what is the if rather than try to, to to reinvent this thing or do something with it, if there is no penalty to keep the reserve shoot of the tap, why not just keep the reserve shoot, right? Even if it's a super rare thing, obviously with multiple rounds being fired, it's getting less likely. It's an unseated magazine. It could happen if my magazine catch broke during the firing sequence, which I've had happen on a Glock, but tapping it won't fix it if it's a busted magazine catch. Uh, I've seen some big ham-fisted guys that put giant magazine catches on their pistol. They will affect the magazine catch during a firing sequence um, because they're they're not getting uh, they're not controlling recoil, so their big ass hand either smashes the magazine catch or the gun moves during firing and they hit the magazine catch. But in those instances, when I've seen it, the magazine ejected out of the gun. So. I put it on the shot timer, right? If I delete the tap and I also change the way I'm racking the pistol, um, is there a significant time settings within the context of I am in a gunfight at fairly close quarters and I get a click with the good stuff? Um, does that tap cost me a bunch or if it's so little, does it not matter? And what I ended up finding out for me uh, and for most people that come to my classes when I show them this, they save about a half a second mm -hmm. by deleting the tap. And so if me and you are in a gunfight at four feet and I'm, you know, we're shooting each other and I'm pow, pow, click, to me, the half a second is, is a huge amount of time, particularly when you know what your split times are and you start being very aware of what you can do with the gun. For me, that's two bullets. So I don't think about stuff as time. I think if I get a time saving, that's how many extra rounds could I have fired in that time. Yep. And obviously with 0.5, that's, that's two extra bullets that I could put back into the fight to potentially save my life, save my loved one, save somebody else. And so I messed with this thing for a long time by myself. I wasn't telling anybody about it because I knew it was going to be some sacrilegious shit to pop out there to dudes. I eventually introduced it to my own teammates. A bunch of them were like, you dude, F you, I ain't switching. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. What are you talking about? All this kind of crap. And I was like, man, I don't care what you do. Right? That's, I want you. All I want you to do is critically think about what you're doing and why and whether or not this stuff matters to you. And if it doesn't, and keep tapping and racking, right? I mean, uh, if, and if it, if the time, if you want that time back, um, then, then maybe you should consider this. And uh, you know, and, and that's all I'm doing. I mean, I just, I, I don't care what you do. I, it doesn't hurt my feelings if you don't adopt it. My own, my own teammates who I love dearly, you know, several, a bunch of them were like, man, I ain't, shut the hell up. I ain't doing that, right? I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't care, man. Just, just think about what you're doing. So, uh, you know, I, I think some of it, man, is is that inquisitive piece that I just spent a lot of time detailing to you, um, which probably put you over time uh, for for your sponsors. But it did, uh, but that's okay. I, <laughs> I try to I try to do that with everything, right? And, and so, if you 
hit me with a message and said, "Hey, Bill, I want you to try, uh, you know, shooting the pistol upside down and, and pulling the, you know, this is what I am discovering." And and more than just you saying that, right? I'm gonna, hey, Bill, try shooting the pistol upside down. I'd be like, well, why would I do that, right? Give me some background. But if you've taken the time to actually research it, look at what you're doing, and then demonstrate to me something like the dude in the videos that we were talking about earlier has done, then that piques my interest. And I want to go check it out for myself and see what value, if any, is there. If the value is there, but it's inconsequential, maybe I just stick to what I've always done. Um, do I look at stuff and go, okay, that's going to make me take five steps backward. But when I get proficient at that new thing, I'm going to be able to go 10 steps beyond where I currently sit uh, with my own gun handling. Well, I, I need to evaluate that. And I don't think firing five rounds with a new technique is a true evaluation. I need, I need to let it marinate and actually give it a honest shot if it sounds valid based on, on the argument that you present. Yeah, no. And I, <laughs> so I have not deleted the tap, but I have a reason why. I'm going to tell you when we get back from break and see if it makes sense to you or not. And then again, I suspect people can watch two people like be cool with each other, having different reasoning behind things, which I think is really missing out. Um, in a lot of areas of the world right now. Anyway, we're talking with Bill Blowers. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Big Tech's Ordnance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at BigTechsOrdnance.com. This segment brought to you by Big Tech's Ordnance. Big Tech's Ordnance is the best place for you to find all of your everyday carry needs at the absolute best prices. Maybe you need all the Candela from ModLite at the lowest price? No problem. Spend too much time alone in your room, and, well, now you need an optic on your pistol? Big Tech's Ordnance has those, and they don't judge. Glock accessories? Yes. Fast, cheap shipping, 100% hassle-free returns, all that and more. And best of all, Big Tech's Ordnance has Ike. He's a good man and thorough. I like Ike. Everybody likes Ike, and you'll like Ike, too. Visit BigTechsOrdnance.com today and find out what happens when every customer is a friend not just an order. So we're talking with Bill Blowers, and you just told the the story of deleting the tap from um, Tap Rack. And we still teach it uh, in the the CDR stuff that uh, that Melody and Chris and I do. And and the the reason that we've kept it in is again context, right? The primary student we see are concealed carry people carrying smaller guns really close to their body. And I have it happen on a pretty frequent basis where either someone didn't seat the magazine all the way in between a string um, or, you know, they've got their gear set up weird and, you know, it comes out. um, And, but their hand will trap the magazine because they're generally smaller guns a lot of times or, um, Again, the smaller gun doesn't drop the magazine as easily, right? So because of the environment and the students we see and the guns that we see those students using, it's still in there. Um, But again, like if if someone's like, yeah, no, not going to do that. I know my gear or my hand or whatever. Like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You know? So. Yeah, I'm down with that, dude. And so. Here's the thing. During my, during the, as I'm working through this in my head, do I even want to put this out? Is it going to be so controversial that it's not even worth the juice? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just going to be one of those teeth gnashing, 
type of, of dealios and you know it's just all look at blowers trying to you know and put make make his mark on the industry or you know he's just trying to do something different to be different you know the, all yep. that type of crap you've heard about other stuff um along that way i ended up in a class with with bob vogel um i would host him at, at my range when i was working and and uh I, and now obviously shooting with him as supposed i consider him a friend we ended up talking about that a little this a little bit in private just me and him bullshitting and i said what do you think and he said well i don't you know i don't tap either um, and so we were discussing that, and, and then at the end of the discussion, um, it was essentially that, that we d- deleting that may not be for everyone. Yeah. And so that, I guess that's the other point I need to make here is that uh, for for John Johnson, who's a guy that shoots a lot, really in tune with his guns, really knows what the heck is happening, and I mean by feel and touch and this and that, you got a pretty good assessment of what's going on with your pistol. That is a different level of shooter than than my first pistol. And yep. So for the brand new recruits that came through, I did not, I was not teaching them to delete the tap um, for a couple of reasons. Number one was uh, that at the academy they are teaching tap rack, and part of their uh, gun skill uh, uh, passing the academy included manipulations. And so if I show them don't do it, and then they go up there and this guy is saying you will do it, there becomes a conflict there that is unnecessary at this point in their career. Uh, and so we just kept it in there. Now, when they came back from post academy, uh, the post academy pistol stuff was pretty basic. Um, I mean, they had passed obviously the, the basic academies, uh, handgun requirement stuff. And so we would just give them a little bit extra and have them pass our department's uh, qualification course. And then we we're moving right to rifle. So there was insufficient time to get there, but they're also still at a very basic level. And so even with in-service training and other things happening, uh, like most police departments, and like, you know, everybody knows, we don't get a whole lot of time to shoot. There's other things that we got to do, like find clues and actually work the streets, right? So you, even though they're carrying a gun as a professional, doesn't mean that they shoot the gun all the time. Um, and so we, I did not introduce it to, to the rank and file um, within my organization, I did with the, with my SWAT team because those guys were shooting a lot, and like you, very in tune to what's happening with their pistols. And um, you know, I, I, th- those guys um, had a much much higher level of skill and understanding of what it is that's going on with their crap. Now, at, when, once I took over the training unit, we started doing in service uh, training days where the guys would sign up for a pistol class or a rifle class, just like any other outside training. And then the internal department instructors would put them through a ten or twenty hour training day in those classes we started talking about different concepts and other things but also demanding a higher level of performance than they were doing uh in the normal training classes and because it was voluntary versus mandatory those were the guys that actually wanted to get better with their guns and, and typically they brought that higher level of understanding and skill as well because they either were doing it on their own already or they just gave a crap more right um and, and so we did show those fellas and some of them adopted it and some of them did not and it doesn't hurt my feelings I, you know I'm, i don't have a dog in the fight if you want to tap and rack i'm not telling you it's going to get you killed in the streets uh, i just want you to think about how, why it was invented and is it still valid today you know, what's it costing you what's the benefit of it uh, you know, this, that, the other thing. And of course, my company's name is Tapper. Actually, everybody wants to clown me about deleting the tap. <laughs> <laughs> my company name be that, but I still tap rifle magazines because like you, I have found a specific context with the rifle magazines that is different than the pistol. So I'm going to keep that chunk of it for that specific weapon and in the specific context of how I was using an AR as a working copper and SWAT dude. Well, and the other thing, too, and I I think that this sort of goes back to the thing that I was talking about at the beginning of the second segment, I guess, um, where 
a lot of people don't actually have opinions. They just have talking points that they've picked up from, you know, whoever. yeah, whoever, right? Right. Yeah. And I can't think of a single, what I would consider to be high-level shooter that has gotten everything from one source. To get really good at this, you have to make it your own. You have to individualize it to yourself. You have to be exposed to a lot of different sort of ingredients, right? And then you you boil it down and you make it a unique thing to you. Now, it's it's not unique that necessarily you're coming up with anything that's different than than has been come up with, but the combination of how a high level any high level shooter does stuff is going to be a bunch of different ingredients. It's not going to all be from one place. And yeah. I mean, well, look at them, right? All you got to do is Google a bunch of names and you click the images button, and you will see a whole bunch of world champions doing stuff slightly different. Yep, that should be a damn clue. Well, and you know, like hands, like everyone's hands are different. I know that sounds like a really simple thing to say, but like, so I've been, and I'm, I'm not going to get into the specific technique because it's, I'm still playing with it, um, yeah. but. I've been working on a thing for a couple of years now, and best I can tell, it's new. Um, best I can tell. And the thing about that, you were one of the people that I showed it to. And I'm like, hey, man, yep. what, what do you think of this? Can you you mind playing with it? And you're like, sure, sure, man. And you did. Yeah. And, you know, you, you played with it. You came back. Yeah, this is maybe cool. Uh, my hands don't work that way. And it's like, yep. awesome. That's stuff I need to know. Right. Um, and and people looking for like one size fits all answers, man, there's a lot of context to pretty much every single thing that we're going to be doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. hundred um, percent. Some of the stuff like, like so grip on the pistol, right? Um, I, I, I talk guys through grip. I talk about how I'm holding the pistol, why I'm doing it, what I think it's providing me. Uh, I, I'd say to some cases I, I can see the physical benefit. In other cases, it might be a placebo. It makes me feel good, and when I feel good, the confidence level goes up. So it, it may not be doing anything other than making me feel good about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, but if I'm getting that confidence boost, then that's a bonus. I mean, it doesn't matter that you could put me on some type of super whiz bang camera or scale and go, well, that that didn't provide you with any you know recoil reduction or return to aiming point at all. Well, I don't care. I feel bad. You know, it's like new shoes, man. I run faster than suckers on. Yep. Um, and so, but that's in the class where I'm shooting the, the Walter Q steel, Q5 steel frame. Walter, the finest pistols in America. Just that. Sorry to throw my own plug in. That's all right. Um, Whatever. <laughs> but, but I'm shooting this giant pistol in classes, but I'm carrying the small gun at, at home. So my grip changes based on that little gun. Mm -hmm. I don't hold it the same way as the Q5 because I can't. Well, you know what I'm saying. I no. mean, back in the day when when I we most guys were carrying J frames as backup guns when I started because there were not very many reliable small pistols. So we would show them this big big frame semi-automatic, and here's a little J frame, right? And, and we'd have to reteach all of that because you hold the J frame differently than you hold the semi-automatic pistol. Yeah, um, well, things are different, man. Well, and we're going to get into that a little bit more even. Um, but okay. we got we we got to go to break. Um, we're talking with Bill Blowers. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. 
Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Big Tech's Ordnance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at BigTechsOrdnance.com. So we're talking with Bill Blowers kind of about not being a jerk on the Internet, uh, not being a jerk, uh, you know, growth mindset versus uh, closed mindset, context, all of my favorite things. And, you know, so right now we're talking about grip and how, hey, different guns, you, you grip them different. There are all sorts of things that people do differently from shot to shot sometimes, depending on what kind of shot they need to make, uh, how quickly, what distance, you know, like that stuff changes. Um, And the thing is, is that people that really don't know what they're doing, which honestly, and, you know, again, not a denigration against anybody, but the vast majority of shooters, even some pretty good ones, have no clue what they're actually doing. Like, if you ask them what they just did, they couldn't tell you. Not really. Um, the high-level shooters, though, will start modulating things in ways that they're very aware of based off of what they need to do. So, like, things change for almost everybody based off of the context. But so many people are resistant to that inside of this. Yeah, I, and I, I, I don't know. I, you know, sometimes, I mean, you talked about the openness with being a bully on, on the Internet. And years ago now, it's been years ago now, um, I was um, there, there's several different groups on Facebook, and, you know, some are better than others and that kind of thing. And I ended up doing some modding for one of those groups, a pretty, pretty popular group out there. Um, and, you know, it's all about opinions and shooting and this and that. And so I, I don't remember what the topic was. But a guy posted something, um, and, and it, what I think is actually the contrary of, of who I am, right? So if you pose a question to me, I'm going to try to be thoughtful about my response to you. Um, and, and then, you know, like I said, you, John, you can make your own opinions on sure. stuff, right? You, you can do what you want. And but for whatever reason, this guy, he made this comment, um, and my retort was, was very abrupt and short um, and kind of – dickish if i'm being honest right and mm-hmm. uh and the dude called me on it right he's like you know basically no 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 you don't get to do that dude you know yada 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 and he, and he lit me up a little bit and, and i i remember reading that and, and thinking you know, he's right um there was something about that group at that time where a lot of those responses from the moderators were being framed in that same vein and and i think that that influenced me to some degree but also just you know short time and, and i remember thinking to myself man He's right. I apologize to the dude. Um, I said, you're, you're right, man. I'm not trying to be that guy. That's not who the hell I am. Uh, and so I, I apologize. And um, I think sometimes the Facebook shit, just like we see with a bunch of other crap, right, not just guns and shooting, but it's just so easy for to have an opinion or to be an asshole on, on the Internet um, that I think sometimes it, it does limit some of the learning that can take place. And it, it's such an influential thing. Because, you know, there's some, some big names that are doing a certain thing. And when you're contrary to that, then, of course, I, I must be the idiot. Well, maybe I'm just the innovator and and, and you don't know it yet. You know what I mean? I, I see, dude, like, SWAT teams are a good example, right? But the new guy don't say shit when he's on probation. You know, he's probationary. I'm like, why wouldn't he? You, you selected him. There mm. must be value in him. Yep. And maybe maybe his outside view coming in this, you know, and, and he says, well, why don't we, why don't we enter walking backwards with our hair on fire? Maybe that would work real awesome. And if we immediately shout him down, 
then we may lose an opportunity to improve our overall skill set. And it's, I, I don't know, you know, sometimes it's just, it's interesting on the fighting man side of the house how things are just so rigid sometimes. Everybody says there's only one way to CQB, as long as, and what they're saying is as long as it's my way. Yep. And I, I have not found that to be true there. I mean, I get the base plan. I'm, you know, I got it. Yep, got, got the base plan. You got to figure it out. But the reality for me has been something different. When you're stepping into a, a hoarder house, well, I, there is no corner to, to go to. It's full of shit. Mm-hmm. So now how do I adjust that base plan? You know what I mean? Um, how, how as a, a working copper, I step in, the dude is right there with his dukes up. Do I dig my corner or do I, or do I get, get, dig this guy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's been interesting as I've talked to some really high end dudes, right. And that base plan, um, that, that we all teach. But if I, if I ask them, have you never experienced this specific thing? And they go, yeah, I've experienced that. Did you dig your corner or did you take care of the problem? And if they're honest, they'll always say, well, I took care of the fucking problem. That's just human nature. Yeah. Okay. Well then let's get, let's get beyond it then. And let's start talking about sometimes you're going to have to deviate from that based on what you see. Um, and I get it, but the part of it is where there's just not enough time. You know what I mean? The, the, the training time doesn't exist. So we establish the base plan. We hope that you move forward and practice on your own. And then we also hope that you're going to gain the experience where you start to, to really, uh, you know, look at what it is you're doing and why, and then, and then start to make your own decisions like you talked about. But sometimes that doesn't exist. Well, and, you know, so I, I can use me as an example, right? Uh, I used yep. to be super super immature online um (laughs) but understatement right um the thing that you know using the example that you had of like the new guy on a SWAT team hey why why don't we walk in backwards with our hair on fire and just shouting that dude down um i have found that if somebody says something and there there's two things that can happen there like, let's say they say something that I'm just like, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. I can, I can either explain that, right? And if I can explain it and I can give compelling reasons, it helps me educate myself even more about what I think and why I think it, right? Uh, because you, you start thinking through your own opinions more. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, what they do with that is what they do with it. If I can't take the time to explain it to somebody, I'm just not going to say anything at all. Right. Uh, because when you tell someone, hey, you're dumb, don't do that, uh, you, didn't, you didn't teach them, which is the point, uh, anything. You just, if anything, made them dig their heels in more or made them, gave them like a, you know, a pee-pee slap to where, they're just going to stop asking questions, in which case they're done learning stuff or they're less likely to try and learn stuff, which, again, is the opposite of what we want. And, yeah, you know, in, instructors or anyone knowledgeable, really, that doesn't like questions, um, man, I, I question that. I question that heavily because that's the entire fucking point. Like uh, agreed. If if you're not cool with somebody asking questions and you explaining yourself, maybe you should be doing something different with your life. You know what I mean? I do know exactly what you mean, man. To me, that is, that is the crux of an of instructor experience. That that's the part that matters, right? Because 
if this dude has the question, um, it's going to come up again. Somebody else is going to have the same thought, right? I mean, there's just two. No one comes up with that unique of a shit on their own, whatever this question may be. And so when he asks me the question, I'm, if it's something new that I haven't heard before, it doesn't mean I won't hear it again from another guy. Um, but the way I frame that answer and, and my thought process behind it is going to help me be a better instructor the next time that question gets asked. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, there, you know, the old saying, there, right, the only dumb question is one that doesn't get, get asked. Well, that's not true. There are some dumb questions, obviously, but um, I, I agree 100%. Man. And sometimes, so we'll go back to the beginning of this, right, with, with Craig Douglas, and he was asking – I think he was still trying to form his own opinion, right? He's like, this is what he's doing. I kind of see Mary. What do you guys think? I think he's trying to get information to make sure that he doesn't come up with a, you know, a, a very hasty response to this thing and, and or what his initial blush might have been. Uh, and and I, I, I didn't give him an answer because, like Craig, I was doing the same thing, but in my head. I was like, I remember telling him, I said, that's interesting. I mean, I can think off the top of my head, I can think of one downside of that, but I, I don't know if it's so such a rare thing that it takes away from the valid parts of that. And so I didn't give him an answer because I haven't messed with it enough to to, to formulate a, a proper response. Does that, you know what I mean? It, yeah. But I, I think sometimes on the Internet it's just easy to go, well, that's dumb, or, well, you're, you know, you're stupid, or whatever the heck it is. Um, and and then we just discount a new idea that that may be something completely valid. And it's if it's not not the right person that said it, or it's not your internet favorite guy that said it, then surely it must be dumb. Well, your internet favorite guy put his pants on the same way this morning as you did, right? And so maybe maybe he's never had the question, or maybe he's never been in a position to think about it like that, or maybe he's never had the context, like you said, um, to to actually employ it and see how it's working in that specific model. And I think a lot of times that's it too, man. It's just like it is the context piece, right? What, what may not work for you doesn't mean it's invalid. It just means it, it's something different that you may never need. Yeah. Hey, man, we're at the end of the show. Um, I I absolutely love talking to you about pretty much anything we have ever talked about. Um, you well, know, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, seriously. You're uh, an extremely thoughtful dude, and uh, I'm I'm glad to know you. If people want to come train with you, and I count myself very highly amongst that number, gonna gonna try and make it a priority to come out in twenty twenty two. If the world would stop falling apart, I was gonna I was gonna try and do it in twenty twenty. Uh, didn't happen. Uh, twenty twenty one wasn't much better. Hopefully twenty two is a year. Uh, but where can they find you? At? Uh, so I'm on, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Tap rack tackle. My Tap rack page on Facebook got hacked and. So it's, I'm still the Instagram post will populate to the tap rack page, but I I can't I can't do anything besides that with it. <clears throat> so if you send a message to the tap rack business page, I can't see those messages anymore. So on Facebook, Bill Blowers, um, um, we'll, we'll get you there and give me some so, uh, give me some messages. You can go to my website www.tap-rack.com. Uh, there's an email button on there. <clears throat> my phone uh, is on there as well. Call me, email me. Uh, message me on on any of the social media stuff uh, or whatever, and, and I, I'm generally putting the uh, the calendar on the Facebook or on the sorry on the web page, and then on the on the social media stuff, I'll, I'll put out next 90 days pretty often to kind of give guys an idea where I'm coming uh, over the next quarter. So that's stuff. Awesome, man. Hey, thanks so very much for your uh, your time. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a an awesome day, and uh, I, hopefully, I'll talk to you soon. 
Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's always a, always a pleasure as well. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no worries. Hey, guys, make sure you check out our website, BallisticRadio.com. Like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash BallisticRadio. And, hey, if you think we've earned it and deserve it, keep leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes or Facebook. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, be safe and see you next week. <laughs>